tortoise. Hello, I'm Tomini and this is The Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, the British Library suffered a devastating ransomware attack in late October. Its recovery will cost millions of pounds. What went wrong? That's after a short break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I mean, I've been using the British Library's services for for nearly 10 years now, actually, right from the moment that I was an undergraduate student. This is Max Long. I'm a research fellow in history at Jesus College in the University of Cambridge, which basically means I'm a historian and I research 20th century British history, especially history of science. He lives in Cambridge, but he travels to London about once a week just to access the British Library. The British Library's collection is just so vast. There are millions of books there, and often they will have books that that, that I just won't have at my university libraries. And then as well as just having books, uh, physical books, it also has vast special collections uh, materials dating right back to like the medieval period. The British Library has a copy of every book ever published in Britain and its special collection includes everything from Jane Austen's childhood notebooks to the manuscript of the epic poem Beowulf written around the year 1000 AD. But one day in October last year that all became inaccessible. I mean, I feel like I experienced this hack live. <laughs> I was uh, on my computer, I think it might have been a Friday morning, if I remember correctly, and I was trying to order, I'm, I'm writing, I'm finishing up this article about films that were made by Shell, the oil company, and I was, I was just ordering up some final items to help me complete this article, which was the corporate magazine that was published by Shell in, in the 1950s and 60s. And... The, the catalogue was working. I uh, got to the point where I was basically about to order the the magazines, and suddenly I was just refreshing my computer, and and it and it wasn't working, and I couldn't couldn't get the order to process. At the time, Max thought the problem was at his end. He restarted his computer and checked his internet connection. And then eventually, news started to filter. I think I noticed on Twitter that the British Library had a, a tweet uh, saying that their, that their services weren't functioning properly. Um, but it was quite a long time before we you know, eventually found out what exactly had happened. What happened was that the British Library had been hacked by a group called Resider. Two and a half months on, it still hasn't recovered. And Max still hasn't finished his article. I was meant to hand in the final draft of this article in late November, and I, and I still haven't done it because, basically, because of this, because I haven't been able to access a lot of the materials that I would have have liked to. He's not alone. The work of hundreds of researchers has been affected by the cyber attack. So, what actually happened, and what will it take for the British Library to recover? 
a ransomware attack is where what we call threat actors, so hackers with ill intent, should I say criminal intent, manage to get remote access to an organization's networks in this case, and then they infect those networks with a type of malware which encrypts all of the data on the victim's network, and then they hold that data to ransom. Neil Hare Brown is a cybersecurity expert. I am the CEO of Storm Guidance. We are a boutique cyber incident and risk management advisory. That means Neil is often the person helping clients negotiate with hackers. He says the attack on the British Library is an example of double extortion. That's when hackers steal data from a network and threaten to release it if they don't pay the ransom. So it's this kind of two-headed beast, the, ra- the, the, the ransom demand. And it's all designed to uh, put a lot more pressure on the victims. The hackers stole a massive 573 gigabytes of the British Library's data, and they asked for £600,000 in return. The group called Resider, it's a type of centipede, if anyone wants to know. They're what, what are known as a ransomware as a service criminal gang. They're highly likely to be Russian. Their usual method of compromise when they break into systems is to break into organisations that have got insecure remote access. The investigation report into the attack hasn't yet been released, but Neil doesn't think this was a targeted attack. It's likely the group was just fishing for weaknesses in cybersecurity systems and stumbled upon this institution. So, what's next for the British Library? We'll have more after the break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The British Library didn't engage with the hackers or pay the ransom, and the damage done by the attack is going to cost a lot to put right. Here's Neil Hare Brown again. The pricing at the moment that's being reported is around about seven million pounds. The British Library themselves are saying that they are going to have to dedicate forty percent of their reserves. So it's it's really taking a big chunk out of their reserves to actually recover. And if you think about, again, I don't know, but I would imagine that just a fraction of that amount, £7 million, would have been needed to make them a highly secure organisation and resilient to this type of attack. In a blog post, the British Library's chief executive, Sir Rowley Keating, said... Although this kind of attack was something we had prepared for and rehearsed and had taken steps to guard against, it was no less of a shock when it happened. We found ourselves that first weekend at the receiving end of a smash-and-grab operation and a crude attempt at extortion. For Max Long, it's about more than the money. Ultimately, the British Library is a space, right? Like, it's, a, it's an amazing space. We've never been there before. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a really imposing building, this massive brick building. It looks kind of like a ship. And it's a very inspiring place. I think part of the emotional 
reaction to this attack is it's kind of the sort of attack on a place of knowledge, right? Two and a half months after the attack, the British Library's online catalogue is still unavailable, but you can still access some of its physical sites. Whether or not you can access a specific book depends on where it's stored. Some, for example, are on robotic shelves. It has also made me very concerned for generally the ways in which we're, we're exposed at the moment, right? So a lot of our institutions are exposed. So I think, um, I'm, I hope at least that this will open a lot of people's eyes to the fact that a lot of institutions that you might imagine are completely robust and safe and that the, the information that they store is safely guarded, that that might not be the case. And, and I think it's a bit of a wake-up call in that respect. Some of the British Library services are due to return in mid-January, but it's unclear how long it will take before it's fully operational. It could be over a year. Max has some hope, though. At least the physical books and manuscripts are all still there. Thanks for listening to The Sensemaker from Tortoise. This episode was written and mixed by Patricia Clark. Tortoise. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hello. I'm John Curtis. And I'm Rachel Wolfe. This week on Trendy, the monarchy. A year after the coronation, and as King Charles returns to work, what do we think of it? And how has that changed over time? To listen to the episode, search for Trendy on Tortoise News, wherever you get your podcasts, and follow the feed to make sure you don't miss an episode.